It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is episode 71, a special about life in Japan. Hello everyone and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is a show where we get together with, with people from different countries and we cover the news from the past month, or at least that's what we do in the regular episodes. But uh, I've started to do special episodes every once in a while. And uh, in those special episodes, we just cover a specific topic and uh, it's often about um, a specific country. And uh, we get people from that country to tell us, uh, basically try to give us a panorama of what it is, what it feels like to be living in that country. Um, and as you might know, I've been in Japan for a about a month now. And uh, obviously, I could not come to Japan and not do a Japan special. And uh, that's what we're doing today. I'm very happy to be doing this because Japan has a very special place in my heart. I have a lot of, uh, I have a very strong love-hate relationship for the country. So hopefully we can explore all of this. <laughs> it's going to be a therapy <laughs> session for me. Uh, and I have two wonderful guests uh, with me today um, that cover the gamut, I think, of uh, the different kinds of people you might meet if you ever go to Japan. Uh, first of all, Martin, who is actually French. We, I can never get away from the French people. Um, yes, indeed. <laughs> so you're French, but uh, you're basically uh, now... How long have you lived in Japan? So, yes, it's been 14 years so far. So it's pretty long, I guess. Jeez. But I, I, I really didn't notice uh, how, how fast it was. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for, for being here. I'll ask you a little yeah, bit more about uh, about you in a second. But before that, let's introduce sure. uh, Kaori, who is, uh, you're, you are like an actual Japanese. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you you well you you were born in Japan. You grew up in Japan. You did spend a couple of years in the U.S. though, which gives you this amazing American accent or genuine accent, right? Oh, I'm so jealous. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, I just spent two years when I was um, aged seven to um, seven uh, to nine years old. So, so it's only a two the two years when I was in elementary school. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you must you must have a great ear because the accent is pretty good. Usually, when I speak to Japanese friends, friends, uh, their accent isn't as good. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm impressed. <laughs> My name is Marutan. <laughs> My name is Marutan. I uh, ah, you speak Japanese. You know what? You two guys made a lot of enemies in Japan right now. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
I'm sorry, I but I, I I can't help but but just uh, telling this this thing because I've been asked, uh, I've been told, uh, you chopstick very well. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was no, really happy nice. to to hear that. But uh, obviously, the, the 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 guy which which was a nice guy really was trying to communicate, so it was really okay. And yeah. Well, so already, already we're starting with uh, with Oops. making fun of Japan. That's that's <laughs> terrible, a, a terrible <laughs> way to start the show. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a country we love very much. Um, I've I've said a few times on the show that I've lived in Japan for uh, almost four years. Uh, I studied Japanese for uh, just as long, and it's a big part of who I am today. You know, coming back here to live for a little bit was very emotional for me because uh, it's the place I've spent the the long the most time aside from from france um and uh it's it's a place that as i was saying has a very special uh place in my heart so i mm. i kid but i love especially martin with your lovely french accent i think it's uh very yep. funny that you <laughs> <laughs> Sorry in advance for my French accent. <laughs> um, but you know what? Let's uh, let's try and uh, and get a little bit of a, give an idea to the listeners of uh, who they're dealing with here. I hope they know me a little bit, so I'll I'll skip uh, I'll reduce my uh, time of, of speaking to annoy <laughs> them uh, a little bit less. But um, Kaori, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you you know who you are? Okay, um, well, I am 100% Japanese for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been working for a very, um, let, let's say, a traditional Japanese company, which is a manufacturer, um, for about four years now. And um, it is a very, uh, well, I'm working for a subsidiary for one of them, but um, the company has been running for like um, centuries, mm. so it's one of the very conventional companies in Japan. Okay, and uh, you've so you've spent uh, most of your life in Japan, except for those two years uh, where you were in the U.S. Right, the rest of it was spent here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I've heard you you spent some time in France, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention so that. So it was a secret. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you 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 took my secret out. <laughs> sorry, <Kaori. laughs> Yeah, my French is so bad that I just want to bury it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't mention it again. Um, but so you're you you're working for a subsidiary of a, a big uh, Japanese company, very traditional. I think it will be interesting to explore this a little bit further when we talk about life in Japan and Japanese society. Um, Mm -hmm. later in the show um before that uh martin what about mm. you you're french obviously you've been living here for a long time um what do you do what's your social environment okay so yes my job is actually uh, drawing so professionally i mean i'm in an illustrator so i do some uh, illustrations for advertising but mostly for uh printing companies uh, i mean editing companies so i'm now working mostly for nhk which is the national television but they also have a, a big big uh, editing uh, component so i'm now doing a monthly graphic novel i would say manga essay it's, it's a mix between mm. a, a diary and a manga and i 
tell about my daily life as a French dad because I'm uh, the dad of a five years old uh, daughter, which is uh, who is adorable. So of I'm course. telling a lot about her, of course. And uh, yes, that's what I do. And I also casually do uh, some uh, French lessons. So I teach French. Cool. All right. So, so that's that's me. And just to to um, to clear it up, you're married to a Japanese uh, woman. Oh yeah. So you're very exactly, much exactly. immersed in uh, in Japanese Absolutely. culture as an expat. Although 100% I don't expat. Yeah, expat. can we still say expat when you've been here for 14 years? It's, uh, it's no, I don't lot. think so. Yeah. Actually, I don't like this word because for me it means really people uh, who have been sent in Japan without really wanting it. Actually, and most of the 100% expats I've met or I've heard of are really. Mm, not into Japan, and they 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 take it very uh, lightly. So, and they, for most of them, they actually don't like to be in Japan, and of course, they don't learn the language. So, mm, mm. expat, uh, I think it doesn't fit to me. Yes, I, okay. All right, that's fair <laughs> enough. Um, all right, let's start talking about the country itself. And I think uh, an interesting way of uh, getting into the that that uh, view of Japan would be trying to boil down the characteristics of the country. Obviously, this is a, a very uh, artificial exercise and, and it doesn't have to be absolutely accurate. But uh, I'd like to ask this question. Uh, what, what would you say um, is the defining characteristic of the country? Um, let's start with uh, the native, with Kaori. What would you say for you as a Japanese person who's had a little bit of experience uh, internationally, but uh, mostly in Japan, what would you say is the defining characteristic of the country uh, for you that differentiates it maybe from other countries? Um, well, Although I have been living in Japan well for the entire life, besides the two years of um, living in the United States, I um, I love traveling. And as Martin mentioned earlier, um, I've I've also um, spent a month in France in Paris. And um, compared to all those other countries, I found that Japan is in general um, the the people are actually polite. <laughs> It's really weird my saying so, but, um, you know. Um, Why is that so? <laughs> no, that's interesting. Well, so you would say, like, hmm. politeness is the, is the defining characteristics, char characteristic of the Japanese society? Um, yeah, I think so. Because whenever, you know, you ask about, like a, a um a direction for somewhere in other countries there there are people that who just reject you or like you know they yeah. don't understand english so so they just ignore me or so so sometimes um you meet people that do not try to help right but, but in, in japan they you, will always in japan though they, they will yeah they do they Even though they can't speak English or they don't understand English, they try to understand. Um, because why I know this? Because um, I've taken a lot of um, my uh, overseas clients to a lot of places. 
and sometimes they try to go on their own and um, ask a lot of Japanese, but most of the people they encounter, they are, you know, responded with some very respectful ways. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I found it... <laughs> It's no, I think it's it's a, it's a very interesting way of putting it, and it does echo something I felt I've always felt uh, for the country, which I think might have an even uh, deeper uh, cause, which is. You know, in Japan, it's very important. And please feel free to interrupt me and say if I'm saying something silly, because you two know the country a lot better than I do. But um, I've always felt like it's incredibly important to uh, manage other people's feelings to an extent that... Uh, is really almost feels unnatural to some foreigners. I don't know how similar it is in other Asian countries, but certainly in Japan, it's the case. And it's not the case in France. Uh, whether or not it's with your friends or a, a tourist or someone in a store where you're working or, you know, you always try to almost actively, maybe not always, but most of the time you're actively thinking what is what should I do now to not offend to be that nice. person? To be nice, yes, maybe that's yeah. a better way of putting and it. Is that is that true? Like you actively <clears throat> always think I should be. What do I do to be nice and not make them uncomfortable? Or you know, um, I, f- I, I felt that yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you started to feel the same too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, really, really. Even as a long time living uh, in Japan, yeah, I felt, I, I feel that almost every day. And I've heard many, many stories about people yeah, getting lost and uh, Japanese people would even go with them, even if it's on the opposite side of the subway, just mm-hmm. to bring and to, to show them the, the, the good way. And besides, um, the, to make people feel comfortable uh, comes with the famous, now famous uh, expression, omotenashi, uh, <laughs> which, um, Patrick, you, you might know, which means really welcoming the art of welcoming people. So they, they, they brought it as, as an art because, the, you know, there's the Olympics coming in, uh, wait, four years, <laughs> four years, so they are already preparing and uh, yeah, but, the omotenashi um, expression but, is very important. But you know what? Um, it's not about um, someone's your own benefit. Um, what, what I find it interesting is is that they are acting um, to be polite, not just because that will merit the country or merit in somehow or the other for themselves. But it's I think that kind of politeness comes from the the fact that we're living in a small island so that we can survive helping each other mm. so, so is it is it mm-hmm. like to help each other for to increase the probability of surviving as a society or <laughs> is it to not because if Maybe. you didn't pay attention to everyone else there are so many people everywhere you would end up being you know annoyed all the time because there's always someone to annoy you that's um, also true, and also, um, you know, living in this small island, um, you can't live by yourself um, without the help of other people. Mm. So, um, and also, well, I'm 
maybe I might be jumping to um, the conclusions too too far, but but um, there's a saying that the the sun is always watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sun in a more ancient saying, but um, it's not, I think it's not big. It's not big brother. It's the the sun. <laughs> it's the sun. <laughs> yeah, the but sun is I, watching you. It's watching you all the time for your good behaviors, <laughs> even at but, night. <laughs> night. Yeah. So, but that proverb also comes from the fact that you know, um, even though we're not that religious. Well, people tend to think that Japanese are mostly Buddhists, but actually we're not. Well, maybe um, in funerals we go to the temples to mm-hmm. say um, to say goodbye to the uh, deceased. But but other than those major events, we're, we don't you know pray for God or go to church. But instead, um, there's this um, very united feeling in the, the very beneath of our, you know, um, way of thinking that um, you have to be polite or you have to be in harmony with um, others in order to survive in the society. That's really interesting. You know, it's... And yeah... It it's uh I've I've had a couple of uh, okay when I was working here I was working for um a school conversation school so I met mm-hmm. many many different people and I often like to tell this story of this um, woman whose children had gone to um to high school uh, I'm sorry to university so she had a lot of free time and she was coming to study French and she told mm-hmm. me that after a few months of um studying French her, her friends had told her that she had changed a little bit and you know that surprised me a lot I thought she Why? has been she has been badly influenced <laughs> she by has the been <laughs> And so I asked, I asked how and and why, and she said, well, you know, there are, I used to, um, when I would go out with my friends to the movies or something, and then we would finish and I was tired. And if someone would say, let's go have tea, I would go, even if I didn't want to. And nowadays, Mm -hmm. because we've discussed different things and, you know, I realize that I don't have to. And so sometimes if I'm tired, I will say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. And it's not like her friends would say, oh, that's terrible. What? Why would you do this to us? But they would just uh, note that now she would say these things when she didn't before. Um, mm. So I think there's also a, I, I even would say a dark side to this being nice all the time. It's that it it feels to me like it does go to the extreme of sometimes suppressing your own uh, wants and desires and needs in order to please the person you're interacting with. Would that be fair, Kaori? Yeah, I think that's fair. And that's the price to pay to, you know, be polite to all people around you. (laughs) So do you, do you feel that? Do you feel that as well? Uh, that sometimes you have to do that, even if you don't want to. Well, I feel it all the time. Actually, <laughs> that's okay. Okay, all the uh-oh, time. Oh, no, the that's time, like yes. 
Um, could you give us uh, uh, an example or two, uh, either in personal life or at work, or you know how people do things? Well, um, to you know, pick up a very um, obvious example when I, whenever I am invited to um, a, like a drinking party from my colleagues, um, when I say no then from the next day on you you are a little bit you know cast it out mm. <laughs> well it's it's not yeah. it's not you're that not obvious. one of us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes that, exactly exactly they they're they, they don't don't do it apparently but if you t turn them down second third and you know more and more and then you will wind up from being isolated. And you know, this is one of the examples I always give to my friends who ask me about Japan. And I say, it, when you work in a, in a big company, very often uh, the coworkers will go out and drink. And, and mm -hmm. maybe it's not the case for you, you can tell me, but in, in many uh, big companies, it might be almost every night. You know, it's not like there's a drinking oh, yeah. party once a month and you have to go and it's painful, but you go anyway because you're, you know, you feel obligated. It's almost every night and you have to go almost every night in some cases. Is that what happens for you as well? Or, you know, is it a common thing that it's uh, three, four times a week? Uh, no, my, um, I think that's every day is kind of sounds extreme. Okay, even so how often would it be? Well, it uh, it might happen. Uh, well, every Friday. Okay, so it's every week or so. Every week or so. yeah, but that that's the most frequent, you know. Um, um, and uh, if you occasion. don't go, the on the next Monday they look at you funny. No, they they don't look at you funny in the in the beginning, but you know when you just decline several times in a row then um mm. you'll start to feel a little bit secluded and <laughs> okay she hmm. doesn't like to drink how is that possible <laughs> well i think it's I... more what you were saying my friend which is she's not part of the group right the being part mm. of the group is so important mm. to avoid yeah. being excluded uh people who and uh, and i know there's many japanese that cannot really stand uh, alcohol and, and, and they get drunk pretty fast. And even though they, they, they feel uh, guilty if they don't go to the, the drinking party, so they go and they, they are almost dead <laughs> the next day. And, but they, yeah, they, they have no choice. It's, it's mm. sad. Oh, well, go uh, ahead, Carly. Uh, well, Martin, um, I think you should be... Um, I feel a little bit comfortable now because um, nowadays p people mm -hmm. are more aware of the people that who, who doesn't have any resistance to really? al <laughs> alcohol. So, they, they but still they um, they want them to come to come, and even if they're drinking cola or like soda, they they want you to come. Mm. Well, either way or the other, but. But they, they don't force you to drink nowadays. Okay, so, so. That's, that's better than it was maybe <laughs> 20 Good years point. ago. <laughs> Things yeah. got better. Um, because, so, oh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Go Sorry. Ahead. Well, because some people got dead 
because of that. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good reason, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Um, so same question, question to you, Martin. What, what would yeah. be uh, to you the defining characteristic of the country if you had to choose mm. one? Yeah, it's pretty difficult to pick one because there are so many things that really make Japan unique. But for me, uh, I would say the uh, never-ending surprise. It's really my, my opinion, my, my daily opinion. Uh, one of the and also one of the thing things because uh, because I, I I stay in Japan for so long time. Uh, beside, of course, my my life is here and my wife is Japanese and so on. But I really like to be surprised almost on a daily basis. Really. Uh, so what what would you say are part of those? you know, never-ending surprises. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be really small things, really in the streets, some some details, some signboard uh, with nice character uh, drawn on it, or it can be also people, you, 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 you get to meet really funny and interesting people that you you, you wouldn't would have never imagined to, to meet and uh, also places I, I live in Tokyo but uh, it's it would take uh, a whole life to to explore and, and and find all the hidden places in Tokyo and so as an example uh, last the it was uh, last week yes I was I was having a walk uh, in Daikanyama so it's mm -hmm. a pretty trendy, trendy place with a lot of nice shops and and uh, and restaurants. And uh, on the right of a very chic and very uh, trendy, trendy boutique, there was a curtain, you know, a noren with the Japanese uh, curtain with the name of the restaurant written on it. Yeah. And behind the curtain, it was like it, nothing was written. It was a hidden place. Uh, it was a cafe. In a garden uh, with nice tables and candles and craft beer, so I felt like I found the paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I, there's many many examples like that. So, but I like to be to be surprised like this, and it's it's very rich uh, mm. on things but, like that. Yeah. But it's different from from France, for example, where you come from. You don't feel there's as much surprise in a country <laughs> like France. <laughs> It's maybe because I, I, I lived longer in France uh, so far, but I think Japan has this pretty unique unique thing. Although there's people uh, that get bored pretty fast, so I guess it depends on, on the people. But uh, yes, for me, that's one of the mm. uniqueness of Japan. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if... No, mm -hmm. Talking about the small places, I think yeah. that that's that's also one thing I often find. It seems mm. like in in at least in I think in Europe, um, we like when we go out for dinner or you know we like the fancy or if something is fancy, it's relatively big, it's very clean, it's very uh, you know the the waiters are going to be incredibly subservient almost or that mm. kind of thing. Here, it seems like the best restaurants are tiny places like holes in the wall almost yes. where there is maybe five <laughs> seats or 10 seats maximum and it's 
I think sometimes in the some, base ground. <laughs> yeah, in the in, uh, uh, in underground, <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes on the tenth floor. <laughs> and it's you, almost, could, you can't um, notice the the. I think the the safety uh, regulation is not very stringent in Japan <laughs> because it always <laughs> seems like. They have these weird contraptions, like maybe there's uh, heating coming to your, like a, a cooking uh, pan on your table, or you know, it's almost <laughs> dirty, almost dirty. The the tiny places, yeah. but it's and, a it's it's a good dirtiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, but it's like all of the nice places I go to. They're not all of them, but but often it's this one place that. There's almost this quality that you it links to the surprise that you were talking about. People mm. who know it know that mm. it's good, but if you don't know it, then you would never find it. Like you would never be drawn to this place and go like, "Oh yes, this must be nice," right? Mm. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, um, in Japan, especially in Tokyo, I think most of those tiny places, like tiny hideaway restaurants or hideaway bars. That that tend to be in the um, in Tokyo and the center of Tokyo because Tokyo is so crowded with a lot of you know restaurants and shops and so th that's why um, they I don't think they want to make themselves really small in the first first place but but they but, have no choice probably <laughs> right they, yeah they ha I think they have no choice because. You know the the land fee is extremely mm. high, but but still, um, it's one of the um, let, let's say the premium for the Tokyonians to know those kind of you know um, dirty but good places. Mm. So you feel mm. like you you if you bring your friends there, you're like, oh, I found this one place mm. which is awesome, and you you sort of uh, discover this treasure. Oh, yes, yeah. so that's by, right. By mm. the way, in, in Ginza, where I used to work, uh, <laughs> there, there was a... Yes, you know, I, I worked in Ginza. Uh, and, uh, so did I, I by the way. <laughs> I worked at the school in Ginza. Uh, uh, oh, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> and uh, yes, I found in the base ground of a big... Um, How do you call the the depart or the department like Mitsukoshi uh, department stores? Yes, uh, so it was a pretty pretty old department store, uh, really uh, uh, not polished and how to say it, it kind of. It felt like I was in North Korea, really. Really, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> because it was it was a Matsuzakaya, to, not to name it. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty old and really old-fashioned and and, and 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 gray and brown everywhere, and not really attractive. But I found this little gem in uh, in the base ground. It was a uh, it was a meat uh, meat maker meat uh, seller. Which with with a counter where you could eat a delicious gyudon, the the, 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 the most incredible and delicious gyudon. Gyudon <laughs> is a, is slice of uh, of beef on on top of uh, good rice, actually, mm. to, basically. So I was really happy to to to, to find. Mm. And besides, it was pretty pretty cheap, although that, it was yeah. in, in Ginza. That's and that also. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Just to, to end it. Uh, but unfortunately, one day, a uh, TV program uh, talked about 
this secret place and, <laughs> and from now on <laughs> and it was crowded and i had to wait 30 minutes at least to to to, to get my my meal <laughs> so uh, but it was still it was it was worth the wait <laughs> but there are always that's also something that people always do you go to the place you put your name on the on the list and then you wait either sitting yeah. there usually just sitting there and it's not rare to be queuing oh, yeah. for 30 minutes to go to the one place that you really like i've yeah. done this many many mm. times but uh, recently pancakes and and popcorn shops are pretty trendy and you have to, to wait for two yeah popcorns but <laughs> wait popcorns for popcorn from chicago Ooh. <laughs> yeah the, the 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 best one uh okay. apparently but it was like two hours uh line <laughs> better Even be from really the, the early morning <laughs> All right. Um, I, I would say for me, the defining characteristic, there are so many, but one of yeah, the ones us. I can't <laughs> not mention would be the kawaii aspect of everything, the cuteness. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that's kind of uh, almost to a worrisome level. You know, everything has to mm. be so cute. And it's not just, uh, you know, uh, uh the characters on the ads or the people on the silly ads. It's even actual people in, you know, in pop culture everywhere in TV shows and movies and obviously the girls as well, but even the guys, it feels like there's this sort of, um, because schools and family and then companies take care of you so much you don't need to grow up beyond uh, your teenage years. It feels like everyone's a teenager until they're, you know, 45 almost. Or it's, <laughs> and, and the cuteness manifests itself in the most... Uh, I'm sure everyone knows about, you know, the cute things from Japan, but in in... You walk in the streets and you see groups of 20-something people and girls especially that are acting like seven-year-old children. It's, it's concerning for me. It's almost like, you know, are you, are you fit to function as a human being? <laughs> so I, I'm being a bit harsh, I guess. But, uh, Kaori, I would wonder um, what you think about this, this description of, uh, of Japan. Well, um, I'm well. I'm aware that there are um, people who cannot um, <laughs> actually be an adult, and they they act like they have all these Peter Pan syndromes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I don't know if it is a trend, but this. Uh, Women um, nowadays, even in their 30s or 40s, or maybe in the six, four, 50s or 60s, um, some I find some people, some ladies, um, liking um, Hello Kitty. Mm. <laughs> but you so know, they're so, mm-hmm. it, it's things like that. It's kind of you know, and and doing the little v sign when you take the pictures and the way the, <laughs> oh the school God. girls dress and isn't there something i mean sorry i sort of interrupted you kari i'm sorry but uh, oh, no, no, no. it it's mm-hmm. it feels like it's so part of the of the everyday life or is it just uh 
you know, superficial and actually inside everyone's thinking like a rational person? Um, well, that's a hard question because I, I've never had that sort of, you know, kawaii mind in myself. Really? <laughs> you can't no. tell us the truth. <laughs> But no, you know. I, no, I really mean it. I've never understood those people. <laughs> Really, but they're there, though, right? I mean, yeah, actually, yeah. actually I, I'm so used to it. I, I don't even notice them recently, really. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's they become. Okay. A... Oh no, no, go ahead. Um. So okay, so you you finish your 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 thought, Kauri. I interrupted you. I'm sorry, but yeah, it, <laughs> you don't feel like it's so uh, present for you, and maybe not for yourself, but around you, uh, it's not as big uh, uh, as big a deal as it feels for me. Um, I'm I'm not sure if I can at least imagine what their um, psychology. <laughs> sorry, <All> right. but. <laughs> Well, I can't be in their shoes, but but still, I think those people are able to manage their two, you know, like different um, personalities. One that one that want to behave like like a child and want to be like premature and just just have fun with their lives, but. But the second personality is to adjust to the society, to the especially to the workplace, because they have to earn some money for a living. Huh, that's that's interesting. So you're saying it's not the way they would like it's not their actual um uh character, it's just a part of, of something they like and they do it consciously, maybe understanding that it's a little bit you know, too kawaii, but they like it, so they don't really care. It's just something, maybe it's even more accepted here, but it's not like they're actually children inside their heads. They also have the serious side and they can be serious when they need to. I think so, because um, if not, then there will be so many, you know, jobless people, job <laughs> jobless youngsters in Japan. But and there isn't, fact, yeah. And there isn't, well, there are increasing, um, you know, um, jobless people, young people nowadays. But, but at least um, before I got um, this recent job, I worked for several companies before. And I, I saw some girls that, you know, wear, wear pink all over <laughs> or, or like um, they, they love cute stuff kawaii stuff but on um, that level it's close to to cosplay right <laughs> yeah it's close it's to almost cos cosplaying yeah but it's it's like their hobby you know they mm. they like to turn off the, turn on their switch or turn off or either way around yeah. i don't know <laughs> i don't know which is which but <laughs> but um if they're working they behave like an adult they do their job um for well um their work well done but um just as they once they um finish their job they just um click into another you know personality that they could have fun with themselves so maybe what i'm seeing isn't necessarily the people being childish but a societal acceptance of 
you know, it's not bad if you're behaving a little bit childishly. That's not what, you know, something that is important for being a functional human being, as long as you're doing what you should be doing, then whatever, be, be a, a ridiculous little kawaii thing. We don't care. It's not, it, whereas in, in, uh, in Western societies, I think there would be a judgment cast mm. on that kind of behavior. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. in Japan, that behavior doesn't matter as long as you're being, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you're being good in other ways, in, in the important yeah, you're, ways. You're right on this point because, yeah, people really, uh, even if we can see Japan as a conservative country, uh, people really don't care. You, you, I mean, you can meet in the street uh, a guy uh, wearing a 19th century uh, woman dress and people <laughs> wouldn't notice that they, they don't people don't react they, they just think maybe it's normal okay <laughs> and they they go on so yeah hmm. people but accept I think that because it's part of the of the culture and i think Mar martin you you are speaking of the the people who are living in tokyo because you know uh, especially around harajuku which is the you know fashion center of um the entire tokyo where People like to dress um, like in extremes. Like oh yes, either in in, the, in that place, people it's it's even more normal, you know. But really? I, I was I was talking about people that I met, I have seen in pretty remote place uh, in Tokyo. I mean, remote from Harajuku, mm -hmm. <laughs> so like uh, Ginza, for example. And uh, mm. even though people wouldn't notice. Mm. Mm. So, <laughs> um, all right. Let, we're and talking. Al and about also, yes, one more thing. Yes, yeah. uh, about the the, the cuteness. Uh, so it's not only people, but as you said, Patrick, it's really uh, the whole society. And uh, good um, good good example of this would be the the mascot business. You know, it's right. not there's not only kitty charm, but there's hundreds of mascots uh, for everything, every brand and every uh, every part of Japan. And there's even uh, contests, uh, mascot contests. And uh, they are so, so, uh, they, they, are put, they are put in the media everywhere. We, we, we see people wearing mascot uh, costumes and there's even mascot races uh so it's it's really crazy <laughs> it's uh i think people in the u.s will know uh you know the mascots for the sports teams and they have those mascots mm. you know costumes in in games imagine if that was for everything like your bank had a mascot <laughs> and your yeah exactly i remember <laughs> seeing hello kitty of uh, as a mascot for a bank here 15 or 20 years ago and i was floored and of course it was because the the women uh that didn't work much as much at the time um were managing the money because the the man was too busy going to drink uh, with his buddies at the time it was maybe more than once a week <laughs> um, going to drink with with the work uh, uh colleagues and um and the woman was in charge of the money so in order to appeal to the to the housewives they had hello mm. kitty as a bank mascot it was very weird mm. um but so 
maybe it's a difficult question, Kaori, but uh, mm-hmm. I would like to ask you what it was like growing up in Japan. And, you know, anything that comes to mind, we're almost in a, in a uh, psychiatrist's office now. <laughs> so, but, you know, the kind of what, what would you answer if I asked you what it was like to grow up in Japan to try and give an idea um, to the, the listeners of what a Japanese person feels about their uh, childhood and, and growing up and school and family life and all of this? Um, and boyfriends. Ah, <laughs> uh, Martin. If, if you, you know, that's your call. You can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> I will kill you after this. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, um, I might not be the, um, you know, um, not be the exact person to answer to that question because um, due to the years that I spent in the uh, in America. When I was um, in the first and second grade in elementary school, um, when I came back to Japan afterwards, um, it was, um, well, in retrospect, um, like a sort of a nightmare for a couple of years. Could you still speak proper Japanese uh, at this time, after two years in, in the U.S.? Sorry? Uh, could, could you speak uh, proper Japanese after two years in the U.S.? Because I've heard such people uh, tend to, to 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 lose their native tongue. So, that's, well, was um, it the case for you? Yes, that that was partly the, the case. Oh. I, I've been um, going to Saturday schools when I was in the U.S. Um, Saturday Japanese schools, mm. and um, so my parents wanted me to keep up with the you know, native Japanese, but obviously I was going to um, the the local school for five days a week, so I, di- I wasn't good at Japanese at all when I came back to Japan, so um, I found out that I couldn't, you know, keep up with the Japanese friends mm. around me, and um, so... Um, During my time, there were very few um, returnees. Do you call it nowadays? Returnees? Um, returnees. Uh, who, who, who came back from foreign countries. Ah, mm. so people who were born in Japan and came back. You know, I think it's, it's actually pretty significant that there is a word for people who left the country and came back. Uh, I think mm. it says something about Japanese society. If I... Uh, Very quickly, there's one thing I, uh, that my, one of my teachers in university told me about Japan that stuck with me for all these years. It was, there are, you know, different countries have different rules about uh, considering someone from this country. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just the citizenship, which is a legal thing, but really feeling like you're from the country and the people around you saying that you are from this country. In some countries, it's the right of the land. If, you, if you're born there, then people around you think you are from this country. For some others, it, it's the right of blood. And if your parents are from this country, then you're from this country as well. In Japan, it's one of the few countries, if not the, the only country, where you need both in order to be from the country. You have to be, have been born 
in Japan and have grown up in Japan from Japanese parents, obviously. Uh, otherwise, they will look at you just a little bit differently. I'm wondering if that's what you were experiencing as a returnee um, <laughs> when you came back, Cody. Yes, I, uh, that's pretty much um, um, t tells what I was, what I had experienced. And um, since they, they didn't have any experience with other children that had different backgrounds like I, I did, um, they look at, looked at me totally differently. Um, not, not like a Japanese, because I, I didn't speak good Japanese. So how did it so, manifest itself? Were you not invited to the, to the you know, uh, going out with friends? Or I'm sure it wasn't that bad, but... Um, it was um, more than that bad. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Please do tell. Uh, well, um, first of all, you know, kids are cruel in nature. Mm. <laughs> so Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Martin, you, you know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially when you're like, you know, in the like nine or ten years old, they they just um, try to cast out who who you don't understand because um, actually I think because um, they're scared that um, there's someone you don't really understand. So, so you were isolated and. Yeah, I was totally isolated, and whenever I I had lunch, nobody would join me, and and oh, sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad now for asking the yeah. question. <laughs> but I, um, but that's more or less um, most of the people who came back to Japan in their early ages must have experienced, well, more or less, or. Or, or um, for the lucky ones, they, they go to international schools. Well, especially with uh, if their parents are rich. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't have to experience that kind of um, stages. But, but if, you go, if you have to go back to the local Japanese schools, then um, that's what um, mostly happens. So how long did it last? Um, it lasted about an year until I, um, That's I, a long time. Yeah. I, yeah. Until I caught up the, the language and, and, um, gradually learned that even though you couldn't speak Japanese so well, you just, you can just smile and <laughs> try to adjust what people are doing and, try to do the same thing <laughs> and so, during that period couldn't you uh somehow invert the the tendencies uh i mean you could I, 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 i'm saying you could but uh, obviously it was difficult but uh, on the opposite side you could have said to, to, to them, uh, look i can speak english it's a good thing to to speak english i'm able to communicate in other language and and then and then probably they they could have said oh yes it's a good idea and then thing could have been uh, better i don't know um it was not well, uh, easy i guess <laughs> <laughs> well especially when when you get 
if they um if you are older than that like when you're in junior mm. high school or maybe higher then then maybe people might understand mm. and um there might be some people who will you know welcome you as um as somebody uh, from a different culture mm. but in elementary school things yeah. are more like you know very more mm, mm, I, I don't know how to say it but yeah no they're more clear it's more, it's, they're more direct and yeah. harsh and, <laughs> harsh and also primitive mm. in nature <laughs> so did you ever end up when you were a little bit older maybe two or three years i guess you there were uh probably the same people going to the same schools unless you moved mm -hmm. i don't know but did you ever end up speaking to those uh people that you had been in school with for two three four five years And talking about that period of your life, or did it never come up and, you know, you never talked about it? No. Um, well, actually, I went to the same school as the um, the, sa the same guys that, that I went to elementary school up until junior high school. So, um, yes, um, I eventually became friends with those who used to bully me. <laughs> Right. So, um, but but um, honestly speaking, I never brought up the the subject. Mm, okay, so it was just natural, and it was just when once you knew how to speak Japanese, it was fine. You could be friends with them. Yes, but I but actually, um, being friends is a little bit of an overestimate. But <laughs> just um, trying to be friends. Uh, on okay. my side <laughs> okay so the, the, you never really became true friends with them after after all of this no okay no. so where did you get your friends from then if you have friends maybe you don't have friends which is fine. <laughs> uh, well at least i have um, martin's wife <laughs> <laughs> exactly you met yes. in uh, high school right yes that that's where where i uh, made my first real friends okay um i went to a very special high school in japan um, which is a, um, a public school but still um somewhat like an international school where there are no school rules or there's there are no chimes that you know whenever no the... teachers <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> right but it but... doesn't the, the the bell doesn't ring when when it's uh, when the lesson's over is that what you're saying yes yes hmm. that's right and that's you didn't right. you didn't have a tai show uh, in the morning oh no 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 uh, absolutely not <laughs> uh, please explain what what tai show is i'm sure some people don't know oh yeah sorry uh yes tai show is the the daily morning uh sports that uh most of the uh school boys and girls have to do uh pretty pretty early at what time uh, Kaori, uh, as i had never experienced myself uh well Well, you, you've never experienced yourself? Uh, no, 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 I, I didn't do a tai show. <laughs> well, um, for, for kids, it usually begins from 6.30. But, um, well, it's not exactly an exercise. It's kind of a stretch. Mm, not stretching, yeah. Mm. Mm. But, oh, you know what? With um, some good music. <laughs> <laughs> 
a, a little bit, um, you know, <laughs> funny. <laughs> but, you know, um, the company that I work for, they begin from that, that Taiso. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. You start the day with stretching in the company? <laughs> yes, for, for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, my, my wife is, is tells me that she feels Japan is like uh, Europe in the 50s. Very often, she says it's like the, in in many aspects, in many ways, there is oh, this. I can understand it, that. Yeah, it, it feels like there would be company songs and these kinds of things we had uh, maybe in the U.S. or Europe and in those times. Mm. But um, um, before we we move on, I want to ask: How are the relationships with between boys and girls in high school? Because this is also something a little bit strange if you look at manga and video games. It seems like there's a level of shyness between boys and girls, which is almost uh, uh, concerning as well. Maybe it's not the case in reality. Um, it depends on what level is, is concerning to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, in I think in there's always in any school, you know, at, when you're a teenager, you sort of uh, start discovering the 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 opposite sex and it's a little bit uh uh you know you have all the stories like between who likes whom and all of this but even beyond that it seems like uh boys and girls in japanese maybe junior high schools they don't interact much uh and there is a little bit of i don't know how to describe it exactly but uh, uh inherent shyness to to uh the different groups and they don't talk to one another or when they do it's a big deal or you know these kinds of things mm, um well if you if you ask that in the tokyo area um the the young people in in junior high school they're more like they have more information and they are more like you know mature in a way mm. in um, mm. in, ter in terms of knowledge so they they want to grow up fast <laughs> right so they, they they try out a lot of you know um not so um um uh, impressive things <laughs> okay they they they're being kids and being idiots mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what yeah, kids do ex exactly but also um but but I, I don't know it depends on the uh i think the the regions um especially around junior high school um well i was um living in kanagawa which was a, a little in the outskirts of um tokyo and although it, it was only an hour um train ride from tokyo um well when i was in junior high school tokyo seemed to be far and um we had this kind of like you know um very modest shyness toward um the opposite sex mm. okay mm -hmm. so it did exist i guess it exists everywhere but it feels just <laughs> more uh in japan um yeah if you if, if you see so much uh things like that in in manga and anime we can guess uh, it's mm. probably true mm, i think so mm. but, there's a part of reality yeah mm. Cody? 
Uh, no, no, no. But yeah, um, manga is also another um, a good provider of all that information. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, mm. Hey, Martin. Um, yeah. Another question for you. Um, I, I you've been living there for almost fifteen uh, years. How integrated do you feel in Japanese society? Yeah, that's a good question because uh, I think every foreigner living in Japan uh, for more than two or three years uh, question themselves uh, about this. So I think like everybody, uh, I would say I'm integrated, but... I will never be. I will never be hundred percent integrated. Even though I speak a perfect Japanese, even though I spent the next thirty years here and uh, I, I go to a retirement retirement place <laughs> here, uh, I will always be uh, a foreigner for Japanese people. So, yeah, yeah, I will be a gaijin, yes, exactly. Uh. But I, actually, I don't mind. I don't want to be 100% integrated. I don't want to be uh, assimilated as a Japanese, which, uh, Why if, is you, that? If, you, if, you, if you look at me, it's, it's, it's impossible to, 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 misunderstand, <laughs> <laughs> to misunderstand me too, with a to mistake Japanese you with people. A Japanese. To mistake me, yes. Uh, but what, I'm why? Tall and, Why do you not want to be a hundred percent integrated? Because I'm, I'm happy to be here, partly integrated, but keeping my own uh, culture and my own uh, type mm. and uh, specificity as as a French uh, guy. So, and besides, I, I it serves me. It, I, I use it because for for my living because I teach French. Uh, casually, and I, when I draw, I draw as a mostly as a French guy talking about French things and French living in Japan. So it's part of of what I do, and uh, I feel comfortable with with that. Um, so, and uh, one other point is people really zero percent integrated. <laughs> So I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about foreigners. Yes, like I mentioned uh, before, the the expats. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so and and really, they 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 just don't fit, and they they don't like. They don't even learn the language. That which really mm, makes me think: why are they, why are you here? <laughs> Yeah, there, there's definitely a population of uh, expats. And, you know, some of them have just been sent here for work and they're going to be here for mm. a couple of years. And I think that's understandable. But there are also people coming here and who live here and who have lived here yeah. for a long time. And yeah. they don't, they really don't want to, to, I mean, it's fine, I guess, but it's just surprising for me. Um, but maybe they come for the politeness we were talking about earlier they're happier here in the society where everything is easy and you know you have convenience stores everywhere that are going to sell everything from drinks to foods to 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 socks to everything and that's open 24 hours a day and that's convenient and it's safe and all of this but uh, 
But uh, exactly, uh, but they, they they stay. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, they stay. The, the, the biggest problem probably comes uh, from the fact they stay uh, with people from their country or. I mean, they are speaking languages, so... Uh, yeah, it's the expat community, and they stay together. Exactly, yeah. mm. yes. And so they are, they are missing so much by not even speaking a few words in Japanese, so that's, mm. that's a pity. They, they, they miss uh, 80% of, of the country, I guess. So are there foreigners that look like foreigners that are integrated completely? Does that exist, or is it not possible? <sighs> Uh, there's a point, uh, a funny point about being integrated uh, in a way that uh, people who really want to be integrated tend to do too much to be integrated. Mm. So they they want to be Japanese. They uh, some of them even change their nationality <laughs> and they behave as Japanese, but. But even more Japanese than Japanese. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> what so, do they yeah, do? So, but, yeah, I think I understand what Martin is saying. Um, I, I've seen a lot of um, ga- gaijin-san, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for, foreigners, which we call um, gaijin in Japanese. Mm. But um, there, it can't be denied that um, foreigners, especially with like blonde hair or blue eyes, or you know we the japanese in general they they cannot you know um look at them as as japanese even if they're 100% integrated um, and unless unless you do some surgery but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah make your um, nose a little advised. bit fl- yeah flatter and <laughs> yeah but so yeah you're saying Cody that they don't never they they will never be fully integrated even if they try to so what do they do when yeah. you say they do too much so yeah so a uh, good example you know uh, probably patrick you you noticed people are really bowing a lot you know yes. to, mm-hmm. to to say to to, to say I've okay noticed, to, yes. to say yeah of course when when you salute people yeah it's kind of it, it becomes somehow automatic even for foreigners we i I, I didn't even notice, but I do a lot <laughs> myself some some yeah, going. Yeah. But the the the, the most uh, thing about these people is they they bow even when they are speaking over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. Not every Japanese do, but this type of foreigners uh, even bow during the, the phone conversation. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. I was expecting expecting something a lot worse. And and also, Martin, I have to point out that um, a a lot of Japanese do that, too, over Ah, the phone. So, there you go. It's not just... (laughs) Yeah, whenever they... Yeah, (laughs) talking about myself, whenever I, you know, talk with my my clients, my very, you know, good good clients, and (laughs) when I say thank you, I I find myself bowing at the phone. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but it, you know, it's the same for me. Even when I'm when I speak Japanese, I sort of change my attitude. You know, my mm. my body language. I I bow my head just a little bit when I'm saying. You know, it's like, eto, ano, you know, and and I put my hand behind my neck on my neck, 
and I scratch it a little bit and I'm like, I do little head movements to express that something might be uh, that it, I can't do it or that it's impossible. But I just say, yeah, it might be a little bit difficult or, you know, these kinds. There's uh, next to my to where I, I'm living now, um, there's an intersection and there's uh, employees of the mall next to it mm -hmm. that are regulating the traffic. And when they stop the cars for you to uh, pass, if you're walking, there are, you know, three cars per minute and there are like three people regulating this. It's ridiculous, but <laughs> yes, they, they bow a little bit. And, and of course I bow back, you know, it becomes a habit. <laughs> it's like the, the Japanese people don't even look at them, but for me, it's impossible not to bow when someone's <laughs> bowing to me. It would be so rude. I can't. So. Um, and, but yeah. and I experiment some, some weird thing about bowing and that's, Many foreigners experiment that, and it's when you, as a foreigner, meet uh, not to meet, but you 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 just see in the streets, you 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 cross the way of, of another foreigner, yeah. And sometimes there's an eye contact, and you yeah, a little nod. You, you can't yeah. help but make a little bow, yeah. and after that you think, oh, but, but that's silly, that's stupid. Why did I do that? But you know, I think that says something about the the number also of foreigners there is in the country. Um, mm. I, I mean, there are a lot more, especially in big cities nowadays. But uh, and and you know, Kyoto is very a big tourist tourist town, so there's a lot of them here. But still, I remember when I was living here, and even now, when you you come across a foreigner it's not that common it's not and and also of course if you're in the in the west uh you you wouldn't really know that someone is i don't know if you're in paris and you 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 come across someone who's from estonia you're not going to know that they're from estonia just by looking at them or maybe sometimes no, you no will but, but in japan if there's a westerner then you know immediately because they don't look the same so mm -hmm. there's you're going to notice and there is a little bit of a of a bow but It says something that there's so few of them. I, I remember that the you know the difference between the number of Japanese people in Paris and the number of French people in in Tokyo was you know an order of magnitude different. You know there were more Japanese people in France, um, but uh, the, the, talking about those foreigner things, there are so many. Uh, it seems like there's again I'm exaggerating for. Uh, effect, but it seems there's a fascination with uh, with the West that is surprising in here. There's like I see uh, display ads everywhere in the in the street and the bus, and there's like wedding ads everywhere with foreigners. And it's to me, it's shocking. It's like there's like this place to get married, and they don't show the uh, the the Japanese people getting married. It's it's a blonde woman and a blonde guy with blue eyes, and it's it's almost like a theme park, like get married like the Americans do or something. And I, it it feels weird um, because there's so much of it. Is that is that you know accurate or is it just my oh, yeah. impression because yeah yeah it's been it's been a long time uh mm -hmm. since the, the the japan has been influenced by by the west uh, for for the yeah the commercials and and even the the, the dramas and but it's just recently i think the past five six years mm -hmm. that they are really using massively foreigners for uh, advertising purpose 
Really? And, uh, I know because I was part of it actually. I, I appeared in a few <laughs> in a few commercials ju- just as an extra. Uh, don't uh, <laughs> don't misunderstand. But yes, I, I, and, and I met a lot of foreigners, uh, and they, it was their, just their job. They are, they were doing modeling and and yeah. appearing on on even I you know I funny thing I was even. Uh, Featured, not featured, but I, I appeared in a uh, Japanese drama. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, no, Japanese wow. in 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 costume. Ooh, like <laughs> that in, was in, a funny, funny experience. In a medieval <laughs> thing from Japan or something? Yes, it, it was uh, from the um, uh, Edo period, I guess. Nice. And, uh, the, the shot nice. was supposed to be in Okinawa, and it was shot in a studio, and it was mm. pretty amazing because we just some spotlights uh we felt like really the the sunlight yeah uh, so <laughs> it was a good experience Cody, is there does that inspire anything from you that fascination with the west or is it just natural and you don't really even you know think about it too much well um actually um if it was like five or ten years ago there was this obvious like western complex in the Japanese, that they want to be, um, they want to look like the Westerners or Caucasian, so to speak. Mm. So there were people who want, well, there are still people who want to um, have plastic surgery to make their face look like um, Caucasian. Oh, and really? Wow. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, it's, less, it's less strong than in Korea. In Korea, uh-huh. it's really dramatic because. Mm. Girls, even even teenagers, want and and ask as a present uh, surgery, which mm. is pretty like to, sad, I think. To change the eyes or something? Yeah, the eyes wow. and, and the whole face, and and somehow uh, it's really an you know, overall opinion. But uh, from the the images that I've, I've seen from the Korean television and and drama, there's a there's a model. I mean. Uh, every girl is 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 made. It's 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 sad to yeah, use this, this verb, but, mm. but it, they are made on the same model. Mm. Yeah, so they all look the same. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's really obvious that they 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 had they had they went uh, over a surgery, and uh, mm. fortunately but, Japan is not that far. Mm, okay, and but, I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. sorry. Well, um, but I think that um, very recently Japanese. Girls um, started to have their own like pride on their like Asian beauty because mm-hmm. um, so um, I think um, well as far as I can see in the uh, advertisement and um, fashion magazines they don't show um, not that much Caucasian women in the magazines like um, I've seen um, before. Okay, so it's starting mm. to shift a little bit, maybe. Finally, I would say. Finally, yeah. mm. um, Finally. So, uh, we're we're gonna bring the the show to an end fairly soon. It's been uh, over an hour already. Uh, but before we do, I think this uh, discussion about uh, about women and their image um, is a nice transition to another thing I wanted to talk about, especially to you, Cody, was mm-hmm. it, which is the. Um, the situation of women in Japan, because my wife says about many things that it, it seems like Japan is almost like, uh, you know, the 
Western world from the fifties, I think the the it's in some respects uh the case for um for the situation of women as well um and i don't know if you would you know you would agree with this or you know what's your assessment of uh, of women in japan and their position and their the way they're considered today um well that's kind of a difficult question because um it depends on um what kind of Uh, background you have but um uh, well speaking in general um more and more women are um being able to have jobs okay so uh, let let me stop you let me stop you there for for a second already it to me mm -hmm. when you saying more and more women are able to have jobs It feels like maybe not the 50s, but maybe the 60s or the 70s, right? We wouldn't say that about, about Europe. We would say, you know, it, it feels like, isn't that obvious, right? Um, you can say It's that. It's still but... not that obvious, uh, unfortunately, I think. Mm. Well, so, so that, that's why I, I said that um, it depends on the background. If you're um, graduated from a prestigious university, then there's kind of a close to 100% that you can get a serious job, not a clerical, you know, temporary job until you get married, but you can get a permanent, you know, a, a good job um, as well as men do. But um, That would be accepted to be that's your job and you're on equal footing with, with the men in the company? Um. I wish I could say so, but there is still some kind of um, a, a unspoken uh, rules that lies be beneath the, the Japanese society that women will be leaving the job as soon as they they um, they have children or. Mm. when they get married so so is that but, common is that what usually happens um uh, well so far i have to admit that um many women was forced to were forced to uh quit their job because um there hasn't been a system in japan so far for taking care of their kids in the first place Ah, so I guess it's not just about paid uh, maternity leave. It's about like actual, what do you do with the kid after it's, you can't go back to work because there's no one to take care of them. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Um, not, not, not enough um, kinder, uh, kindergarten or what do you say? Nursery? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, kindergartens and nursery. Yeah. Uh, and I, nurseries. I yeah. yeah, nurseries. And also... Um, Um, it's really I still find it really you know um, I can't understand why the Japanese government um, doesn't do that but in well for example when I was in the United States when I was uh, um, first and second grade in elementary school I, I used to um, be taken care of by um, teenage uh, babysitters right So, so that my parents can go out for dinner or like you know socialize with the 
neighbors and all the adult stuff. <laughs> and that doesn't exist in Japan, I can I can tell because um, mm. as a father, there is no <laughs> such uh, service. I mean, service. I mean, baby babysitting. Mm. I think almost doesn't exist in Japan. That would be a great idea for some kind of a startup or a company. Or maybe maybe I'm I'm looking at this from a Westerner's eyes. Maybe it wouldn't be accepted. Maybe parents. I think it would be hard for parents to to accept to have some foreigner uh, taking care. For, I mean, oh, foreigner no, no, no. people. I mean, not I mean for... people. Not foreigner. Sorry. I mean. Uh, oh, stranger. Know, stranger. Taking care. Stranger. Yeah, stranger. Uh, taking care of their kid while they are away. I think uh. that would be hard. Hmm. And it's also a matter of, uh, yeah, maybe the the concept of, um, of of letting your child into a stranger's hand. And well, in fact, um, I my babysitters were very um, our our neighbors' kids, so uh, we knew them very well. So hmm. we had no you know concerns about them, but. But still, in Japan, uh, well, uh, some people actually started a babysitting business. But what they ended up with was that being sued by mothers that their <laughs> <laughs> that their kids bumped their head on the corner of the table or whatever happened okay. that that usually happens. <laughs> mm, okay. Hmm. So right, that's that's I think very symptomatic of uh, the way society, Japanese society, is organized. And I guess women have to leave their jobs. Um, how are they considered in in a, a company, the relationships between the men and the women? I'm just curious to know, you know, is it uh, beyond the question of having to leave your job when you... Uh, when you have kids or when you get married, which already is kind of, you know, a little bit of a concern. But on the everyday work life, uh, is there a, a, a equality uh, when you have the same job as someone else? Or is there still this underlying, you know, uh, position thing that is a little bit uh, different? Speaking, sorry, I want to say, speaking of equality, I think we should mention the uh the office lady which yes. for me is 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 really really bad and 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 but that doesn't exist not, anymore, not good for equality it? yeah no it it's still i uh, can you confirm Kaori? Uh, there are still a lot of office ladies and uh, the, the 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 incredible thing is that they are doomed to uh <laughs> to be they are just in they they don't have a proper job they are they will do everything. They will uh, so, yeah, let, sell let the me coffee, explain. open the doors. Yeah, yes. let me explain what the office lady is. Uh, basically, <laughs> the first jobs that women could get in Japan in companies were office ladies. And an office lady is someone that uh, basically is... Uh, uh, clerk staff for the company they bring tea they bring food they open the doors they open doors yeah and and for a long time it was what a woman could do could get as a job in a company and in japan i would say the vast majority of uh people who have a job work in a big company they're uh salary men and they work in a big company or 
I guess they were office ladies for a long time. Um, and that's, that's what you do in, in Japan. There are very few other options if you want to have a serious job. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, Kaori, is it still the case that you have office ladies? I thought that it was, they had disappeared now. Uh, no, they, they do exist. <laughs> and, oh and, and they have an uniform. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I actually are, <laughs> you know, wearing a uniform. <laughs> daily at my office. Um, really? Yeah, well, it's partly because um, I'm working inside a, a big, you know, plant. Mm -hmm. So um, that's do the men a... wear uniform too? Yeah, they do too. Okay, so that's then. Okay, so so that's, it's okay. That's fair pretty enough. fair. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. But, but um, I I can say that there are a lot of um, so-called office ladies that. That just do clerical works and just run until air. they got kids. Yeah, that's and the, run, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the point. Yeah, that yeah. was I was trying to say. That, yeah, so, sorry. So, so they were so they're not hired temper um, permanently. They they are mostly um, tend to be um, what what we call temp staffs, mm -hmm. temporary yes. staffs. Right. Mm, so you know, they are same. not meant from the beginning. That's what I, I think is, is, is bad. They are not from the beginning. They are not meant to do a career. Mm -hmm. uh, even if they want, they, they are considered as like low level uh, mm -hmm. people, I think, uh, from on my opinion. So, yeah. But so, okay, wish... so the, the uh, aside from the issue of office ladies, which again I thought had disappeared, um, but <laughs> for for um, you know regular employees that are women and regular employees that are male, uh, how's the relationship nowadays? Um, can I get to ask the question? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, because um, um, well, uh, maybe. I'm a little bit um, exceptional, exceptional because I work for a very um, conventional company. But at the same time, it means that um, most of the employees are hired hired right away. They have um, uh, graduated college, so they don't know the outside world other than the 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 company that I'm working for. And that's the case for many employees yeah, and that, many companies, yes. right? Mm. Yeah, nowadays, yes. Um, especially for the for like companies that have um, long histories. But, um, however, um, I have been working for other companies before, and well, thanks to my English um, capabilities, um, I think I am keeping an equal or maybe a little bit advantageous um post right now mm. okay that's interesting so it is it is definitely possible i guess uh, at least in mm -hmm. this one instance and i'm sure it's not the only one for a woman to be uh to have a, a leg up compared to to the men if the 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 skills are uh warranted so in this case you you mm -hmm. speak good english so they they respect you for your for what you can do and the work you can do that's that says something about uh about the society i guess mm -hmm. and because japanese well they, they live in this small island and they didn't have to you know mingle with other 
foreigners before for a long time. So, so there are only very few people. Uh, well, it's there are many more people who can speak English, just uh, good English, but but still, um, people who can speak good English gets to um, get a good job. Mm. Okay, that's that's interesting to know. Oh, Japanese people who can speak good English. Jap- yes, Japanese people yeah, who can speak okay. English. Yes. Okay. Mm. But All still, right. it's uh, you, you you are you are lucky. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you, you, I think you are lucky because I've heard uh, many times that even though uh, as Japan is a really patriarchal uh, society, uh, uh, on many um, on many cases. Uh, there's no salary uh, equality, I think, and, and men uh, earn more money than 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 women, unfortunately. Oh, well, on um, a, on a, for an equal job, I mean. Ah, uh, but maybe In yeah. Most of the cases. Mm, that that might be true because um, I've only worked four years and um, I've been promised to be promoted for in. A few years, maybe, but but still, it's um, later than slower than the uh, the same uh, you know same the the men that have not the li- linguistic skills but um, mm-hmm. technical skills. So maybe I have joined um, later, so that might be the reason. But they also, I think, they're all also considering the fact that I'm a female and I'm the late 30s, I'll mm. admit that. So they can't take the risk of, you know, promoting women um, and then, you know, and take the risk that they may quit in the near future. Yeah. It's, you know, in I mean, the, the, the lack of equality, I think, is present everywhere. It might be more in Japan. Um, last question to clarify: Is there paid mm-hmm. maternity leave in in Japan? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm, so yes, fortunately. Well, if you if just only if you are a permanent worker. Oh yeah. Ah. So, so if you my, are my temp- wife, my wife is so she she she, she was lucky <laughs> enough to get the maternity leave. Because yeah. Ma- Maria is competent worker, so she has a lot of skills, so she deserves mm-hmm. it. Mm. But it's you know, but it's it it means that it exists for people who are, uh, who 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 are you know who are providing the the kind of job that the company uh, expects. If you're hired as an office lady, then you're not going to get it because that's not. Unfortunately, there are probably not enough women in the Japanese workforce still. But I guess mm-hmm. it's changing. I guess it is uh, slowly and. Again, you know, I'm going to come back to what my wife says, which is Europe in the 50s. It took some time, you know. I don't know how accurate it is, but it definitely feels like parts of it are um, are valid. And when you look at what Japan is, uh, you know, it, it was completely closed off until uh, 1609. I'm sorry, it started closing off in 1609 and then it opened in 1868 with Meiji, the Meiji Restoration mm-hmm. and went straight into basically uh, uh, 
colonizing mode and its entire efforts from being a, uh, a medieval society went into weapons manufacturing and all of the growth of the country came came well maybe not all i'm exaggerating a little the bit the best of technology it, it was it was weapons manufacturing but be, below that the society was very much a, a medieval society and when japan lost world war ii the country mm -hmm. was devastated so it basically if you want to exaggerate things a little bit, it lost the only thing it had created in those uh, previous 70 years or so, or 80 years, uh, and that was building an army. And so they came back to what they were in 1609 or 02, I can't remember, mm -hmm. Edo. Um, and they went back to a med very medieval uh, society. So I think that's... It's not surprising that we're only 50 years after that mm -hmm. uh, reset and that we're still, you know, in this country, not to uh, the levels of modernity that we can expect in our uh, Western societies in some respects. In others, you know, technology is amazing and all of this, but um, it takes time. So mm. I don't know. Am yeah. I, yeah, am I completely out of... Uh, uh, out of line, am I saying uh, uh, silly things? No, no, right? I, th I think you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> because um, it's, I think it's still amazing that after the the defeat, complete defeat uh, um, in the Second World War, Japanese has you know skyrocketed with the its, its technology and its you know um, the national growth, the economical growth, and. So it's no wonder that some some aspects are, you know, are still slow. Mm. So um, I think the um, women's workforce infrastructure will be um, better in a in a few decades, maybe. Mm. Hopefully. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm hoping for that. <laughs> well, I, I will be in the you know more retired <laughs> stage <laughs> by then you know by I, then i think there's we really can we can do another episode in 20 years yeah <laughs> and see where <laughs> to we see can. if it worked or not <laughs> i think there's a, a real opportunity for for that um for mm. helping women um you know it's it's as you were saying i didn't realize but if there's no way to have the kids taken care of once they're born obviously mm. it's going to be difficult i think there is really an economic an economic opportunity um for someone to create a company that can crack the the code to making this acceptable by uh by society by families in japan and not mm -hmm. having the result of just creating lawsuits for uh, kids <laughs> bumping their heads um yeah all right exactly I yeah. think that's a good place to to stop the show. Um, <laughs> th thank you very much to both place. of you uh, for oh. for participating. It was a really good time. Um, yes, it was very fun. On my thank side you. too. Yes, thank Thanks. you for having us. Um, I have a, a. Usually, I ask people who participate in the show if they have a, a place on the internet where people can find them, um, either a Twitter account or a website or stuff like that. I don't know if you if you have any presence on the internet Cody? maybe you don't um, <laughs> well i'm uh trying to make myself a little bit confidential 
Okay, all right. So let's let's just uh, move I'm, on. I'm a secret agent. Uh, understood. Uh, Martin, however, uh, you do have uh, some things to offer. Oh, yes. Yeah. As a freelance illustrator, uh, I have a website, which is uh, www.cafemarutan.com. It's spelled C-A-F-E-M-A-R-U-T-A-N, but you can find it on, on the show probably. And Patrick, show maybe notes, you can yes. also put the, my Twitter account, uh, which is Baron Marutin, also on the notes of the show. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can find some of my works there and some tweets, uh, mainly about Japan tech and stuff. <laughs> cool, <laughs> excellent. Thank yeah, you. Very and by much. the way, Patrick, uh, yes. I'm, I'm especially happy to be to be here because you know it's been ten years since I started listening to your to your podcasts, starting <laughs> with Azeroth. Dot fr so it's a real honor to be with you oh. on this episode thank you again oh uh, you're too Whoa. kind thank, thank no. you for coming <laughs> i mean we, we first met when um when on on our when we were on on our honeymoon with my wife a few years ago mm-hmm. and yeah. um it was it was a great time and uh, we kept in touch and i hope we get to uh, uh have dinner when you come to kyoto in a few days mm. so uh yep it's exactly. it's my pleasure to the gyo- to, gyoza place uh, yes <laughs> the gyoza place the gyoza place <laughs> Fan of gyoza. He Who eats isn't? only gyoza every day. <laughs> gyoza not. for breakfast, gyoza for lunch, <laughs> gyoza for dinner. I wish I could. Um, but yeah, the gyoza if, you, life. if you ever go to Kyoto, uh, Saint Montaigne is a fantastic gyoza restaurant, <laughs> which I will be taking Martin to uh, oh, when he when with he shows pleasure. up. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, sounds great. <laughs> it is. And you know, it's it's this exactly like we discussed earlier. It's this uh tiny place with where the 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 only <laughs> thing they do is is gyoza and they do it really uh-huh. well and um it's super delicious. It's this one old guy who does the gyoza almost all the time and there's There's always an old an old guy. <laughs> yes, always. It feels like, you know, it's it must be some kind of zen meditation because he's there <laughs> hours a day making the same thing just the gyoza every day for hours there's i don't know how he does it but they're delicious so maybe you know the pleasure of uh, of giving delicious foods to his uh, to his uh, customers i think is what sure. drives and maybe him, he uh, maybe he will get a star because maybe you've heard but uh, for the first time uh, there was a, there was a ramen shop that got a Michelin uh, who star. got a Michelin star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sushi Michelin. restaurant got three stars in, in the Michelin uh, a few years ago, but for a ramen shop, it was the, the first ever star, yeah. and maybe the next step will be uh, for gyoza. the for yeah. the gyoza the gyoza <laughs> But it's it's so funny because Kyoto has so many, you know, like um, luxurious or ex- exquisite places to um, dine out. But and gyoza is specifically uh, like a local food for uh, which prefecture was that? Like uh, Chiba or Guma or somewhere in in the Kanto region. So, so if they heard about your, you know, (laughs) your love for gyoza in Kyoto, then they will be very, very (laughs) mad. Because they feel like they they have been stolen their soul food. <laughs> you know what? I think it might be a ploy on my side to for people <laughs> from there to tell me where I should go next time I come to Japan, so I can have the best gyoza in uh, what was it, uh, Gunma or something. Uh, so, yeah, somewhere <laughs> that, that place. 
Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm always open to more delicious gyoza. I'll I'll say oh. that. <laughs> Yeah, people um, also. <laughs> you will make a gyoza guide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm always always open to that. It's uh, it's one of you know gyoza and okonomiyaki, and actually we oh. went to a, a couple of pretty nice um, ramen places as well, mm-hmm. um, oh. which I, I I should make a blog article uh, about all the nice places. I, Definitely, yeah. I have to because people keep asking me when they come to Japan, they're like, "Oh, what where should I go?" and I keep typing out the the same thing over and over again, so I should put it write it down somewhere. But the, the gyoza is, is is it's not a chain, right? It's a, it's a unique no. place. No, it's it's the only mm. place that that does it and it's a hitokuchi gyoza. So it's a one mm. bite gyoza. Uh, so they're small small, small ones. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And um, So it's it's a Kyoto style then. Yeah, yeah. It must be. Mm. I think I mean yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a Senmonten style. Um mm. and so you go there and it's the only thing on the menu. You can well there's like cucumber <laughs> and a bunch of other a couple of other things but basically it's gyoza so and rice and you order, you know, 20, 30, 50 of them and um and that's what you have. Wow. Well, if you're really hungry you might get 50. We usually go to 30 um per person, 25 or 30 and it's very good. Now oh. I'm overselling them. You're you're not going to think they're as delicious as I as I'm, I'm sure I will enjoy them. But speaking <laughs> about gyoza, I've seen a funny restaurant in uh, Idabashi in, in Kyoto, in Tokyo, sorry. And it's uh, there's just a few restaurants like that, but it's the type if you can eat this, you don't pay. But of course, ah. it's gigantic. It's a gyoza. It's a giant gyoza. I think it it's about one or two kilograms gyoza and if you can eat uh in one hour you you don't have to pay for it and but if you if you can't finish you have to pay for it but one giant gyoza that's not just one giant gyoza but the nice thing about gyoza is that you can have a new bite every every yes that's the nice thing uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that kind of, you know, those no, young no, no. people, they make silly gyoza. They have no respect for the real <laughs> gyoza. <don't> <laughs> but but an, another thing that, that I found um, very funny about the ramen uh, culture uh, that was exported into the United States was that my clients told me that they went to a very um, popular ramen restaurant in New York or either in California, in, in LA, but they, they told me that they they, um, they they took about more than an hour to get the whole course. And really? I didn't. I didn't understand. And you know, in Japan, ramen is supposed ramen, to ramen. come just one yeah, minute after the, yeah, you exactly. order, <laughs> and you're supposed to eat it in five minutes, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's but, weird. But what? So, the well, I think the ramen shops in like New York or yeah, in LA. So they, um, when you get in, get inside, they hand you some like sparkling wine or cocktail for for the waiting time. And then when they get seated, they have this little like petite dumpling, like like the gyoza, as an appetizer. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, for for about like four or five kinds of appetizers like that, 
and then you finally get to the ramen itself. <laughs> so uh, it's that, totally a different <laughs> way of having those, ramen. Those so. Americans, honestly, <laughs> do they have to, <laughs> do they have to pervert everything? <laughs> yes. Like uh, putting avocado into sushi. Yeah. Oh, Pure. well, okay. That, that, <laughs> no. that I'm kind of okay with. That I think it's pretty. I went to a sushi place, uh, just a few days ago and they had, uh, basically, um, fried, basically asparagus tendon, uh, t tempura on, uh, -huh. uh, on, uh, rice. It was actually very good. Asparagus mm. tempura was on the rice. Oh, yeah. It was surprisingly nice. So, you know, maybe sometimes it's good to experiment, but not too much. Don't, don't, you know, <laughs> ramen is not a one hour thing. It's just <laughs> get the ramen, hopefully in a dirty place with just five yeah, exactly. seats and that's yeah. how you do it. Oh, they, they, I, I heard they just opened a ramen shop in Paris, uh, pretty big. And it, I don't remember the name, but I've seen some pictures and it just looks like, uh, like a Meiji era place really? with, with a lot of lanterns and, and, and old toys everywhere and it's pretty well done well, you know in, in Paris there are, I mean I, I'm sure you know there's uh, Rue Saint-Anne which is basically oh, oui. a neighborhood with lots of Japanese and Asian now a little bit of Korean as well uh, restaurants and shops and it's mm -hmm. it used to be only Japanese people uh, that were the owners and cooks and everything now it's changed a little bit um, but there was a, a Okonomiyaki restaurant called Aki and uh, it wow. used to be great now they changed owners and they're not so great anymore but there oh. are lots of them and I remember when I was in university I used to go to um, to to the ramen shops there and it was very much like the Japanese ones it was <laughs> again dirty <laughs> quick and uh, and and delicious <laughs> that's what she said okay yeah, um, <laughs> I, I sorry go ahead Cody no 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 that that's what, what makes the ramen place um you know yeah appropriate <laughs> exactly um but I think we've we've talked about Japanese uh cuisine uh, enough uh before, oh, we, before we, we could go we could go on for, for, yeah, for hours about <laughs> Um, but before we go, I want to tell the audience about uh, my uh, my Twitter account, which is not Patrick, and Facebook is also not Patrick. And of course, you can find the Patreon for uh, this show, for The Phileas Club, at patreon.com slash The Phileas Club. Very logical. Uh, thank you so much to the people supporting the show. Uh, as you know, this is the reason we can keep doing it and, and I'm pouring my heart and soul into this show and I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of people supporting it and it, it warms my heart uh, every time I do the show to be able to say that it exists because of you. So thank you so much. Uh, and we will be back in about, I guess, 15 days with a regular episode. I don't know exactly who will be on, but I'm hoping <laughs> that uh, Turkey will make his return. Uh, you've uh, greatly missed him. You've told me that you, you were wondering where he is, and hopefully he will be back. I haven't contacted him <laughs> yet, but he will be back, I hope. So uh, please look forward to that, and we will talk to you in about two weeks. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.